The Mighty Whites podcast is recorded at the Medicine Room Studios. For more information, visit medicineroomstudios.com. Hi and welcome to episode 25 of a Mighty Whites podcast. I'm going to say now if you hear weird background noises, it's because for once KC's girlfriend is willing to stand the sight of him and he's working away in the background, but she is cleaning like a good girl. How are you, KC? <laughs> She's going to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> um, Don't worry, she knows... <laughs> She's a good worker, very diligent, and uh, yeah, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, uh, no Connie this week. Uh, just even though we're recording on a Sunday, work has been just mental for him, and he's unavailable. Uh, but we have to do one due to the big news. Uh, we'll come on to the main part of it, but just to get it out of the way, at the end of the last podcast, I my final question was: Will Heckingbottom still be in charge when we next record? Uh, me and Connie both said no. Casey gave a pretty resounding yes. And, <laughs> uh, so, Casey, how long after that podcast came out did Heckingbottom get sacked? It, it was a day. A day. But I like, as I am, I am defending myself in that when I made the prediction, it was actually four days. That's that's what I'm holding on to. Yeah, is that the hope, the hope you're holding on to? Yes. Uh, um, before clear, we got onto the not. new guy, <laughs> do we have any sympathy with Heckingbottom? Um, no. <laughs> it really wasn't good. It was it was terrible under him. Absolutely nothing changed, and um, yeah, I he didn't seem to have any sort of motivational skills about him to kind of lift any of the players up. His substitutions at time were just bizarre. Um, I did, the only thing I do feel sorry for him is that he was probably on holiday when he found out about that. He was definitely on holiday when he found out about it, I believe. Well, um, yeah, I, d- I don't know why it took this long after the, the end of the season for us to do it. Oh Well, they, they said uh, in the press that apparently we had to wait until that date because before that date his compensation was a million and after it it was half a million. Wow! So it was just—it oh. was just a sensible business decision. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure Heckingbottom appreciates it. <laughs> I'm sure he's there going, "Well, to be fair, love, they were just doing due, diligi- uh, due diligence." So yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, anyway, he, he can go back to the uh, the eight fingered folk in Barnsley. <laughs> you see, it's weird. Is that because there's a lot of mines and they've got eight? Because eight fingered is like that's how many fingers most people have. Two thumbs. Oh no, just I'm just I'm just counting. You know, one hand. Ah, right, fair enough. That Ke- chemicals in the water. Yeah, that makes more sense. Uh, I I cannot believe I'm about to say this sentence. But Leeds have <laughs> got their replacement. Uh, <laughs> the new Leeds United Paul manager. Paul replacement. <laughs> yeah, the replacement for Paul Heckingbottom. Following on from the likes of Dave Hockaday. Uh, Leeds have hired Marcelo Bielsa (laughs) as the new manager. A two-year contract with an option of a third year. Two and a half million pounds a year. The highest paid coach in the history of the club. I just... 
I'm in absolute disbelief that we've actually pulled this off. Yes. Uh, disbelief, I think, is the word when... We, we've heard some uh, some very interesting names linked with the job over the years that have never actually come to fruition, apart from, you know, the aforementioned Dave Hockaday. Um, I'd just seen one of those absolutely bizarre rumours that you thought, oh, this will go away fairly quickly, and, and then we've actually done it. Yeah, I remember I messaged you all caps, didn't I? <laughs> Oh my God, we're linked with Bielsa from credible sources. Oh, it's, it's bizarre. Like, what, uh, why did we ever get a hecking bottom? <laughs> I t- I'm not saying Bielsa, like Bielsa was available at that time, but but this shift in manager just going from, okay, you know, we've got Christiansen, he's young, he's he's been building up some of his experience to, no, let's get an English man in who, you know, has done a good job bringing through young players said no Marcella Bielsa yeah it's a very strange situation to be in it was the way that I mean he has he said that it was always an ambition to work in England and he had he turned down several opportunities but he felt it was important to wait for the right project all right Gary Monk (laughs) (laughs) and so when Leeds came along with Leeds's history it was impossible to turn it down well, I mean, it would have been easily possible to turn it down. <laughs> Particularly seeing as he apparently has watched every minute of last season to research. Why? I'm, I'm amazed that he took up the job after that. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've got to work with J. Roy Grott. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. Um, I Bless him if he's watched every minute. I couldn't bear to watch every minute. Yeah. Um, he's... It's just unbelievable that we've got a manager, and I, I'm tell me if I've got the dates wrong. I'm pretty sure it was the 2010 World Cup. Watching Chile, just thinking, Jesus, this is the best football I've watched in a long time. Yeah, some of the stuff Chile played was great. Just that attacking football, and then like, and then the result he pulled off against the scum in the, in the UEFA Cup as well. Yeah, when he was at Bilbao. Yeah. yeah. And it sounds like he's getting nearly all of his backroom staff. Uh, Pablo Quiroga, Diego Reyes, Diego Flores and Salim Lamrani, who's apparently a translator who can speak about nine languages or something. Uh, they all worked with him at Bilbao, Marseille and Lille. But the guy who's normally his fitness coach is unavailable. Uh, so we'll, okay. be get, we'll be getting a different one. Uh, the thing is... Our, fit, our fitness coach has left. Yeah, he has. Uh, that's a wilder, oh, isn't it? He's gone. Yeah. Uh, Benat Lebit, Lebadien, I think it was. He's gone as well. But uh, they'll all mm. go eventually. Gianni Vio's gone as well. <laughs> oh, no. Whatever will we do? What about all those wonderful free kicks we've got? Oh. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, not having his fitness coach. I mean, you would think that any fitness coach worth the salt would be able to get them as fit as they can. But under Bielsa, that is a really big thing. Yeah, there was um, a, there was a lot of emphasis for players to cover a lot of ground, especially once you start pushing up into the opposition half. Just a lot of movement off the ball, a lot of getting up and down. Um, yeah, I think there will be a lot of emphasis, especially the whoever the holding midfielder is, because still don't think either they're going to be 
you know, just sitting in front of the back for all the time. I think even they're kind of expected to, you know, at least push up a little bit and kind of be the tip of uh, the attacking focal point, which I spread to play out wide. So, I, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if they're running around Roundy Park over and over again this year. Yeah. The... Um it's a bit weird because normally Leeds United you associate with, you go on Twitter and if Leeds are being talked about worldwide, it's because we're a laughing stock in some way. Yeah, the badge, you know, things yeah. like that. Getting to the piss taken yeah, out uh-huh. of us by Zamalek and shit like that. But <laughs> yeah, over, the, over the last few days, you go on Twitter and everyone's talking about Leeds United and there's loads of people talking about Leeds United even though the World Cup's on. Yeah. I never thought I'd see the day when Gabriel Batistuta was tweeting about Leeds United. <laughs> uh, it's, um, uh, it's we've been talked about for all the right reasons for a change. It's really nice. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm amazed. It's the first time in a long time as well that you've got to think that we've had any sort of real big news in any in, in the grand scheme of world football that other people are going to talk about, you know, outside of two relegations and that brief period where it's going, it was 10 years ago that Leeds were in the Champions League. Yeah. Yeah. uh, He's had a lot of stick and a decent amount of it reasonable, but it really sounds like Victor Orta has had a big part to play in this. He's He's apparently the guy that knew him. Back when he was a journalist, he wrote about him and he's the one that apparently got the meetings together and was the person who's sort of got the early stages of this done. Obviously, Radrizani gets the end of it done. But it's it says a lot, and it gives it a lot of credit in my eyes, that he's gone, no, if it, this we can do this, and if this is the man, knowing that if Bielsa comes in, his role becomes diluted. Yeah. His I, power goes down. Imagine. So if he's bringing him in... He, he, that means he isn't just in it for himself. Unless he just wants a lot of time off work. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe he wants he's to through, sa- sam- sample the joys of Beeston. He's seen it through those through those millennial eyes and just thought, oh, what's the highest paid job I can get whilst doing the least amount of work? Ah, just, we'll just pay someone a load of money so I don't have to do anything. Uh, no, fair play to him. Like, I... We, I think we've all given him a fair bit of stick over the players that have arrived in the last year, but even even to get the ball rolling here out, you know, and get it beyond an initial chat, you know, saying, would you be interested in coming to Leeds to get it to anything near a serious negotiation is, is impressive. Come, like you say, you go through the managers we've had over the last few years to go from Hockaday to Bielsa in, four years is it's, it's quite impressive yeah it sounds like we're in like 2028 20, on champ man 0304 <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can i can see that it's um it's just it's still bizarre to me like what how any of this came about when you're going well do you know which decent league one manager should we be looking at now and God no! Let, let's get someone with real international pedigree, and we've actually got them. Yeah, fair play to like fair play to everyone that's been involved in in making it happen. 
Yeah. I thought we were being really optimistic when we mentioned Ranieri. Yeah. I, I, and it probably means I that everyone... we'd have had half a chance of getting him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's, um, honestly, like even in these couple of days since it's been announced, I, I still don't know what to I think the, the, the couple of people I've spoken to about it, I can, uh, the, only, the only way I've seen, I've seen this going in my head is just, well, this is going to go amazingly or horribly, horribly wrong. But, yeah. I, but I am optimistic at the moment. So, well, that, said. that says a lot. You're saying optimistic because the next thing I've got written on my piece of paper is just to. It's not about whether you're optimistic. Actually, it's it's more base level than that. Are you excited? Oh, I'm I'm jazzed now for. I'm jazzed now to see who comes in in the summer. I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing how we play. You know what sort of style we play. Um, this is considering the season we just had outside of probably the season we got promoted since, since for me as an adult fan this is probably the most excited I've been as a Leeds fan yeah um, you know obviously it, it still doesn't quite compare to the Champions League but I was also you know 10 yeah so <laughs> I just assumed that was going to happen forever. That was just the normal. Yeah, I said, I said, I've said a few times I'm a. I've been like a kid. <laughs> this is by far in a way though that like, I, when I put it on Twitter, the, the response, one response I had um, when I said that I think this is the most excited I've been for a, a manager. <laughs> Someone did send back to me uh, saying that it's similar to when we appointed George Graham. Which I did quite like that uh, comparison of the two. Yeah, I would say it's in uh, in the sense that it's a big name. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. In football senses, it's pretty much <laughs> the complete opposite. It's, it's like what Phil Hay said. You know, what the the two that are probably the most comparable are Brian Clough and Jock Steen, and neither one of them lasted more than a month and a half. No, and there is a chance. So. There is a chance of that. <laughs> I, but uh, I'm very excited. One, I think one of the things that this kind of indicated to me was not only do we have the money to to pay him to bring him in, is that I think this one does. I think this one it does confirm that we will have money to spend. And two, I wonder if after what happened with Wolves last season, if Radrizani. It, and Bielsa as well are going to kind of use their contacts in the game to, to get access to, you know, better standard of player that we just couldn't hope to attract on our own. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll come on to potential players at the end because there's a fair few. Uh, although it does look as if George Mendes's new guys are Forest because mm. they've just oh, got wow. they've just got two. They've got a. Uh, is it Jao Carvalho for about 14 million and that Diogo Gonzalez that we were linked with on loan with view to a 20 million pound move wow So and they're both Mendes guys so that must be fun being a Forest fan after the last couple of seasons they've had yeah because we complained about our mid-table mediocrity they've had a couple of terrible seasons they have but as they're all scabs they deserve it true yeah uh, <laughs> We uh, we should kind of uh, we won't get into his system too much because I'm sure every Leeds fan has read everything over the last week. I'm uh, rereading inverted pyramid now. Well, you've got to. 
In fact, <laughs> I genuinely was looking for Jonathan Wilson's opinion at one point. <laughs> See what he thought. But it is going to be weird. You, you're going to get genuinely, and not loads, but you're going to start getting tourist fans at Ellen Road this season. Not all that many, but you're yeah. going to get some football hipsters who want to watch a Bielsa team. The whole world's going to know about Luke Alien by the end of this season. Yeah. When he goes to Man City. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just us getting a co- One of the things that we said were, and it wasn't just us said it, it had been said a few places, was we wanted a coach who wasn't going to look at Leeds United and say, this is the biggest job I've ever got and that I'm ever going to get. Like... We'd had a few in a row who said that exact sentence. I mean, in terms of in terms of purely positioning in football right now, you look at you know Bilbao, Marseille, and Lille, who in football in terms are higher than us. You know, yeah. as sad as that is to think about yeah. someone like Lille, but, and then Ar- you know Argentina and Chile. <laughs> yes, and even the you know the, the clubs he's managed over there as well, probably. You know, bigger names. Uh, was it Newell's? He was New- Newell's old boys are the ones where he's an absolute hero, where he got them out of second tier and won league. Uh, yeah, the one um, who play at the Estadio Marcelo Bielsa. <laughs> That's he's held in high regard. He's held in slightly high regard. <laughs> and but and Velas Sarsfield actually come to think of it, I think he on his Velas Sarsfield in the mid nineties. It was mm. about 95. So it's just occurred to me now, I think that means his goalkeeper was Shelliver. Wow. <laughs> so get ready for Bailey Peacock Farrell or maybe <laughs> Angus Gunn taking set pieces. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, it's a very good resume he's got. Like, just sorry, very, very American. I mean, he's got a very good CV, I should say. Um, resume is fine, it's a French word anyway. So as opposed to the abbreviation of a Latin word, yeah, or two Latin words, um, yeah, I, I, I still don't entirely know why he came here, but God bless him for doing it. I don't know if he's mad at this point or what his deal is. I mean, he's sixty-two. What do you mean, mad at this so, point? At this point, his well, nickname is El Loco, <laughs> the Madman. Um. <laughs> I, I'd like to say I, I do think it's either going to go one way or another. Uh, there's going to be no middle ground. What, in you're, this. what you're saying is we're not going to come tenth. No, <laughs> I, I can't see us. We're going to be I top two or eighteenth or below. I, I think we might. We're going to go bust. <laughs> send, send, send down to the Vanaramas. Um, I, it is madness. Yeah, I still. You know, until he actually has a press conference, I'm not. Gonna, I'm still not 100% <laughs> sure I believe it. <laughs> you, you think, what have we announced that he's going to be here, is it two days or three days before pre-season yeah. starts? Originally, Phil Hay said it was, uh, well, Saturday, yesterday as, as of recording, but then he said no, because the pre-season didn't get moved forward a week, it's now going to be next Saturday. To start pre-season on Monday, I think. Yeah, the, the players had been made aware there was a possibility of, of pre-season being moved forward a week and then so I'm sure I'm sure they're quite pleased really I don't think they'll be pleased when they have to do running having seen that I mean assuming you've seen that video of that Marseille training session from pre-season yes where they all look like they're going to (laughs) die 
Well, it's one of those things, like, I never understood how you ever see those teams that look tired towards the end of games. Like, you kind of feel, whether it's the fitness coach, whether it's just the training in general, that just any sort of professional athlete, a team shouldn't be running out of steam like that. So it'd be very interesting to see how that works on players in the championship. Yeah. You know, who are just not quite there. You know, not either they're there because they're not quite as athletic or they're not quite as skilled. But it'll be good to know, you know, when you're watching a couple of these players that they're not going to run out of steam with 10, 15 minutes to go. Yeah. Well, uh, we, we should get into his system a bit. Um, obviously, it's nice to have a coach who Pep Guardiola said is the best coach in the world because he improves every player he works with. And who Pochettino calls his footballing father. That's always nice. And there's so many who in some way call themselves, you know, in, are in some way influenced by Bielsa and admit to it. Mm. Uh, he's, he, he likes his team to keep the ball a lot, which I like, but it's not in a yap-stam sense of keeping the ball. It's not just yes, keep it and keep it. passing across the back four. Yeah. They will pass it along the back four, but if the opportunity is there, it's quick. Uh, I've, I've read quite a few things about it. I'm going to order the book about him. <laughs> but the, uh, it, the, he basically only really thinks about the attacking side of the game. The reason he likes three at the back is because when he developed it, most teams played two up front and he, think, he, do, he doesn't think you need four at the back if the other team's playing two. You only need three. He always thinks yeah. you only need one more, which will be good to see. Uh, I'm delighted that he's a manager who normally plays three centre-backs because, as you'll be well aware, I banged on about that all last season. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see us go three at the back. It's it's not something I wanted to try last season because I just didn't think, looking at our defensive options, we had the players to do it, um, especially with Luke Ayling getting injured and then Janssen you'd be fine with and then after that you're kind of looking at Berardi when he played a couple of times in the middle. It didn't look great. Um Cooper, not the most reliable of players, but you know if we can get a few, you know one or two decent central defenders in there, I think if you look at the squad now, you probably look at Janssen being there. Luke Ayling could probably be the right centre back, and then who, who if if we're still looking at Kyle Bartley, I'd definitely have him as the other centre back. But I have no idea now what we're going to look for in a player. No. Uh- one of the things I like about him is that he presses. He gets his team resonant. on the I think there's been so many times where... Just remember some of them games last season where we just sat back and let the opposition have the ball. Which is it's doubly annoying at Ellen Road. I really do think a system like this would suit players like Vieira and Phillips, who are fairly athletic, young players. Both of them don't mind getting bored. And I, you know, I think they would like that style more. Phillips is, you know probably a decent box-to-box midfielder but I think he is just better being further up the field I think giving him that bit more attacking freedom I think it might do him the world of good yeah yeah so I was in front of the back three two wing backs the whole the holding midfielder and that holding midfielder has to pass the ball really well because everything goes it goes defense into them and back and in and back and he's the one that needs to be looking for the mate for the the main out ball to spring a counter attack so you would assume that's going to be for sure yeah that's that's exactly what i thought it would be and, and to be fair looking at the players we've got at the moment 
maybe at the start of last season you'd, you'd have looked okay in, but until he got kidnapped by vampires and turned into <laughs> I just yeah I don't know I just it's, it's world seemed to fall apart I think shortly before the Ipswich game when you got that stupid sending off yeah um, but yeah I think at the moment you got to look at Adam Forshaw as being the most realistic option so that yeah well that's your six deep players and then you've got your one three which oh it's nice mm. one three god that sounds attacking uh, <laughs> the main thing ahead of a deep midfielder you've got your creative midfielder or as we you're now going to get to hear at Ellen Road you're in Ganshe <laughs> Honestly, football managers come to life. Yeah, I was just—I uh, was thinking about this actually earlier on when I was getting a beer. Leeds are going to have an enganche. Do you know what I want more than that? Because there's a few. I'd quite like a centre mid that plays as either a Mazzala or a Carriero. <laughs> I like a Shuttler or a centre a centre mid who pushes wide in a Mazzala. Isn't actually that out there? It's just a good name. But my favourite one—I don't know if you've had one on UFM. Have you played the central defensive mid in the attacking role, where they're like a deep-flying playmaker that attacks more? Ooh. Have you seen yeah, the name of it? It's the good. best name for, for a role I've ever seen. Oh, which one's that one, then? It's a Segundo Volante. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Keep your register. <laughs> I, I want a Segundo Volante. <laughs> I, I will admit, it, it was because of technical terms like this being used that I fell out of football manager a few years ago. <laughs> oh, no, 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 this has got far too fast. If you're going to be me. a Bielista. <laughs> I'll tell you what, my uh, my under-10s girls team... They've got an enganche. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just the surname because she's from Mexico. <laughs> I don't know. We're playing, we're playing seven aside. I'm only playing one at the back. <laughs> I'm, playing, I'm now playing a one, two, three. It's an emphasis on just that attack. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's crazy now. When you're just looking going, are we not just having two central midfielders? Well, no, no, no. Now we've got to get into the minutiae of this, of, you know, these roles. and That's incredible. Yeah. And then three up top. Two of them are wide forwards. So I guess the main difference between that is that our wingers this season dropped in a lot and next season they won't. Yeah. It'll be uh, a bit like... Can, uh, were you, you were back in America, but did you see the Wolves game at Ellen Road? Because uh, it was on Sky. So it'll have been on somewhere. I, be- I believe so, yes. But basically, at times they had a front five. They had the three I do, up front. Yeah, I did, I did watch it. They had central mm. striker and that. The two wingers, uh, Carriero and Hotter, pushed on like into the gap between our centre backs and our full backs. So, as full backs had to tuck in, and Douglas on left, and I can't remember who that is. It Doherty, their right back. Uh, yeah. Both just bombed on Miles, and they just had a line of five against our four. <laughs> so, with this system, you could feasibly see us try to do the same thing. Yeah. Uh- and yeah, it'd be interesting to see. One of the players that, since I've been looking at the formation, I do wonder if he would fit in is Pablo, whether he'd be okay as one of the attacking three. You know, someone just to don't get involved in the defence. You just basically tell him not to come back past the halfway line. So it's kind of weird because the front three have to press on their defenders a lot and try and win the ball back. 
whereas the mm. the number ten in behind doesn't so much. I think it might get to yeah. a stage where Hernandez plays as the ten and size, if they're both playing, Becomes, kind yeah. of plays up front. He plays as a wide forward. Yeah, but we'd That'd we'd be. have to see. It's it's going to be interesting. One of the problems with this formation is you do have to work your bollocks off, and it's led to it, there's bit, like when he was at Marseille, they were really challenging for the title, and they dropped off at the end of the season just because they mm. were knackered. And that's happened at a few places he's been, and that's in leagues where it's been a 36 and 38 game season. Yeah, I was this, just thinking. Yeah, now. 46 game season. So it, what it makes me think is one, this is going to be the hardest preseason they've ever had, all of them. We need a big squad, so even if we've got players, you know, the likes of O'Kane and people like that who at the minute we don't rate, they're probably still going to get some game time because they'll be heavy on, it's heavy on rotation. And I think a lot of the under-23s could be a bit more involved than they were last season. Uh, particularly if they fit, like, I could see Hassana getting a decent amount of game time, because especially if Ailey ends up playing right centre-back. If he does... Then Coyle will pl- will probably start, but Hassan is a really good athlete, and they need to be able to get up and down. So I could see him getting a go. Yeah, be you know, like you say. I think one of the issues we have is we just have a lot of Deadwood at the moment that who clearly aren't up to it. And you know what? Because we'll forget, and I've missed it off the notes. You just mentioned Deadwood. Uh, I will forget to say it in the notes. So Madga Gomez has gone to Socio. We were all devastated. Yeah, right. I've remembered to say it now. Uh, <laughs> I, I've, he looked okay in a couple of League Cup games and never looked good enough to play in first team, really. So that's all I've got to say. He got he got injured. We've got a small fee for him. I think that pretty much covers everything. Yeah. So, good. Glad, glad we dealt with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think if you just look at our squad, I think, you know, I think we've identified a couple of players we'd like to go out on loan, but we have a lot of players that we need to get rid of and I, d- I don't know how many players we'd need to bring in I would imagine I, I, I wouldn't mind us concentrating the money on three or four very good players and then you know supplementing the squad with what we have and the under 23s yeah but again, it all kind of depends on the budget we have as well I know Obviously, we're going to kind of look to go for it this season because we're in the third. What it's, this is the third year for us of the the FFP, isn't it? Yeah, we've got and we've got given uh, ourselves quite a cushion. Yeah, we've got about thirty million to play with, I believe, in terms of FFP. Uh, yeah, uh, but the problem is that's not actually that much. Mm, the ones that have I, gone I for it have like gone way above the means, and that's why Villa are completely screwed now. <laughs> I, was, I was about to say Aston Villa. Um, how do we do? How do we deal with this financial problem? Let's sack the. Let's just sack the CEO. Anyone that's in charge of money, and let's hope we get a decent fee for Grealish. Yeah. Uh, when he when he doesn't play three three one three, it tends to be a four two three one, which sounds awfully boring and familiar, but it's not the same one. It's basically is that two two holding midfielders and attacking midfielder and three forwards. Well, yeah, the three one is actually a one three. It's the same one three from the three three one three. Where the front yeah. four don't come back at all and they have a back four and a two holding mids. And they have two holding mids because the full backs are bombing on. Mm. So really, because he only it's in a way more of like a two four one three. <laughs> it's what it quite fancies it when there's only when they're only playing one up front. Particularly if they're quite defensive, 
which I don't mind actually. Yeah. Uh, one one of the problems that I can foresee is all of his formations and everything he's ever done. He plays with a very high line. If you don't get oh. enough, pre- if someone's got a good deep lying midfielder and you don't get enough pressure on him, through balls and balls over top could be a serious problem. Yeah. You know, if there's any particularly quick strikers, I could see him being a problem for us. Yeah, I think that could be one of the good things about having maybe Luke Ayling in that back three. Is he, he's a little bit quicker than than Janssen, and I'll be interested to see how Bartley runs now after his injuries. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's that's probably something you need to look at, is, is getting a faster central defender in there. Yeah. Um Obviously, I'm absolutely certain we're going to bring in a few players. But as of now, thinking about it with regards to the way Bielsa plays, how do you think the squad looks? We, I think we are very much lacking in terms of, one, we will need, we still need to settle on a centre-forward. I can't see Roof being that guy. I think he'd be useful to have because I think his pace would be helpful in in that system, but I don't think it'll be a first choice. And you look, I think one of the, you look at the wide positions, I think we lack depth there and quality. Um, Alioski is a good player. I think Dallas is a good player, but none of them especially stand out. So I think that, I think if you're looking just in terms of the attacking sense, I think your number 10 is kind of, sorted whether you go with Hernandez or Saez well, I think a striker and a winger are definitely two positions we need to look at investing in um, and then certainly another very good centre back as well so I think those those would be the three key signings for me yeah I uh, I think it's interesting because one of the things that I thought with it is like I, I am sure that first choice deep line midfielder is going to be for sure and the number 10 is going to be either size or Hernandez. So I keep thinking, well, mm. that means Phillips isn't getting in the team, and I don't think he will. I think he'll be on the bench. But I, d- I think it means Ronaldo Vieira isn't going to get in the team. But I could easily, with the way Bielsa has, and he's done it a million times, like with Chile, with Medel. He's done it lots of times. He, he loves playing full-backs and centre-mids as centre-backs. Because they're better at passing the ball, and that's what he wants. If we're playing a back yeah. three, I would be—I wouldn't be surprised at all if, at some point this season, we see Ronaldo Vieira as a centre back or as a right wing back. He played—he played Arturo Vidal left wing back for Chile, so I—I I could easily see them being in. I think Ailing will almost certainly play centre back. I think he's a Bielsa centre back nailed on. He looks just—he's perfect for it. Uh, I'll tell you who else as well before I forget. Uh, I could easily see Oriol Ray at centre-back as well. He looks, he's that sort of player and he has dropped in and played there a little bit already so he isn't even a novice to it. Yeah, and I think I think one of the things, especially looking around the championship, a ball-playing centre-back isn't a high priority for a lot of teams. So, um, so I think you'd be hard-pressed to... I think if you... you want to go out and buy a ball playing centre back I think that would be a big chunk of our budget or you know like you say if we've got these players who can pass and our and are defensively capable then 
it may be worth working on them through the summer. It'll be very interesting to see those first couple of preseason friendlies. Yeah. Um, uh, actually, as you've as you've mentioned that, uh, the un- just because I have got them in front of me, so I would. July 17th away at Forest Green, 19th away at York, 24th away at Oxford United, 26th away at Geisley and 29th at home to Las Palmas. Tell you what, that's a busy two weeks. Yeah, but they get they, so it appears that they're just going to train like hell and then play a lot. Uh, the, and the under-23s are away at Osset United, away at Darlington, away at Scarborough and away at Taddy Albion. Other yeah. similar dates. Uh, and oh, and we've got drawn at home to Bolton in first round at League Cup. Woo, woo! Uh, I'll go. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, we're all excited. I'm hoping to get to York and York Geisley in the last Palmas game. I can't go to Oxford. No, really. <laughs> but I'd like to get to all of them because I, I'm, I'd be really interested to see what sort of a team we put out. One of the things we've got to do this season is we can't panic. Like if if we're eight games in and we've won one, when you get BLC, you're kind of getting you you're hiring an idea, you're hiring a style, and if it don't work straight away, you've got to stick with it. Unless like we are, you know, bottom at league after twenty games. Unless it's that bad, I think you've got to stick with it for at least a season. Uh yeah, like I say, I think. That, that's one of the reasons why I think we, we're going to have a bit of money to play with is it, it would be very odd to hire a manager like the Elster and then say, okay, you're working on, on a limited budget here to... I, I think he'd have told us to fuck off if that was the case, to be honest. So. Yeah. You know, you have to use J-Roy Grant. He's gonna, <laughs> I, I, don't think he's taking, I don't think he's taking the job under those circumstances. Yeah. And besides, we've already splashed the cash. We've made we've apparently made our first signing of the Bielsa era. I, I completely missed this. Josh Via Shergill, sixteen-year-old left back from Walsall. He'd been at West Brom. Twenty-five grand and a sell-on clause. Is a yeah another. We've got another youngster, which I'm assuming all of those will still be Alter's department. Yeah, I imagine. I imagine he'll be still trying to pluck out some players we've never really heard of from far-flung corners of the world to supplement the under-23s. Far-flung, far-flung corners like Walsall, Vial, <laughs> West Brom, <laughs> hang on, West Brom, Walsall, Elland Road is the new Tyler Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's still alive. Yeah, I'm still not sure he exists. I, anything could happen with Tyler. I, he's a figment, a figment of our imagination. God, I can't speak today. Imagination. A figment of our Imagination, indeed. Yeah. It's a figment of our imagination. Yeah, if it wasn't for him borderline assaulting that magnum, I wouldn't think he was real. <laughs> uh, Sorry, i forgotten about that. Yeah. Um, Obviously, the the last podcast we went through, or we went through, we very quickly went through a load of outs that we think will happen. We know a load will. So there's no point going through them again, but the only outside of Maga Gomez... Are you sure we could really pad out this podcast? Yeah, but I'm recording... Well, not me, a uh, friend of the podcast, Benny, is recording the Brazil-Switzerland game so that I can watch that when we're done. Oh, OK, ah, fair enough. The only solid link, uh, Marcus Antonsen is linked with Brescia. Who are owned by... 
I know the mafia. <laughs> it's basically the same thing as Chilino, isn't it? Yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> there you go, it saved us. We're all good. Um, yeah, it, it, I don't think any of us have any particularly strong opinions on him. It's you know, a bit sad it didn't work out for him, but we very quickly went to playing one up front and he did not seem capable of being the leading man. No. So... So best of luck to him if he goes there or wherever else he may end up. Yeah, uh, the Abel Hernandez deal is still being talked about and he's definitely fairly close, but there's other interest. Uh, but Phil Hayes said Bielsa <laughs> prefers Vidra. And that, and I've seen a few places saying that because of financial trouble, he might only be like seven or eight million, which sounds like loads because it's Leeds United, but it isn't actually a lot <laughs> for the level of player he is. No, he'd be, he'd be a great player to sign. The thing is that they have said it's been said a million times, and I think it's probably right that we can't get both. Yeah. So I if don't you think if you could only have one, which one? Ooh. I'm probably I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Vidra. I'm just because I think I've probably seen more of Vidra than Hernandez, but everything I've seen from Vidra, especially in the Championship, has been brilliant. Nothing since he first rocked up with Watford. It was Watford he first came in with, I think, wasn't it? When yeah, it was on loan from Udinese when they got bought by that Pozzo family that owned both. Yeah, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that first season he was, I think he was the football, I think 4-4-2 had him as the number one player in the football league. Um, I think he'd be a very good signing. I'd probably, yeah, I'd probably go with Vidra. I'd love Vidra because he's a really good player, but when I look at our squad... Vidra's not a, a proper centre-forward, and Abel Hernandez is. Vidra has had this amazing season, but he's done it playing as a number 10. And we've, yeah. we've got Pablo Hernandez in size, and Vidra, especially if you're rolling consistency, might well be better than both of them, but we do have someone there. I think that the need for an out-and-out centre-forward is greater. So yeah. if I could only have one, I'd probably have Abel Hernandez, but I wouldn't turn my nose up at either of them. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, there's been a bit of talk of getting John Egan from Brentford. Uh, he had a good season last year by all accounts, and I looked him up, his like, past success and passes attempted was quite high, so he seems quite comfortable on the ball. So he would maybe suit. But I haven't seen enough of him. Something I really like about the idea of... Uh... Just you know, just having the two names in the sense of Marcelo Bielsa is looking at John Egan. Yeah, <laughs> there's loads of them where they don't sound like Bielsa players, but Bielsa's so meticulous and well borderline OCD about it that he'll have looked at everyone. <laughs> well, I mean, like you say, he watched every single one of our games from this season. So apparently, he watched like nearly all of everyone's games. <laughs> the the more interesting thing in terms of transfer links, and some only a couple of them are actually links. Some of them are just names I've come up with that are logical. But uh, the first thing you think of when you hear that, Ga- that Guardiola considers him a bit of a hero and so does Pochettino is you think, oh, I wonder what kids we could get. So we've had a look through, because the first thing I'd do is be on the phone to them two. Uh, so there's a few on the list. Uh, first one being Angus Gunn. 
who is one of the ones where there actually was talk about it. And it has been confirmed that any talks of signings, even before we hired Bielsa, were being run past Bielsa. Yeah, I had seen as well that we had started further talks with Stockdale as well. I don't think that's happening. It's gone a bit quiet. Mm. And to be honest, I would sooner stick with Peacock Farrell now than have Stockdale. Yeah, I think, I think we said last time it, it yeah. would be it'd be expen- it'd be an expensive thing to have him in for a couple of years. Mm. We'll try and uh, um, we'll try and get some, but Angus Gunn obviously had a great season at Norwich last year. Called up to England squad. Now we've got Bielsa, it makes even more sense. Would you be willing to? Because if Angus Gunn comes in, he's number one. There isn't yeah, any doubt I, about I it. So would you would you want to bring in Angus Gunn? Or would you rather just stick with Peacock Fowl? I would. I would take having Angus gone in for a year. I, I don't think we'll. I, he's not a signing. I think we'd, we'd be able to make permanent. Mm. Um, I think even going up, I, I think it would still be an expensive signing. But I do. You know, if he comes in, I, I'm, I'd be happy with Peacock Farrell going out on loan for a season. Yeah. Uh, my boy, Tosin Aradabayo. Uh, he hasn't played, played that much but when he has he's looked fine and I've said it a million times on here but when I watched that Youth Cup game the two standout players on that pitch despite all the riches Man City had were Ronaldo Vieira and Tosin Aradabayo he looks comfortable on the ball he basically looked like a centre mid that was 6 foot 4 and good in the air <laughs> playing centre back he, he looked absolutely he, he, brilliant if well, he's tore us apart that night as well that was but he he looked like an absolute world beater yeah but he they tore us apart scored five goals and their best player was the centre back yeah he he looked very comfortable on the ball like you say and happy to bring it out um he would definitely be someone I'd be happy to have in for a season yeah. uh obviously we wouldn't be able to get all of these but uh Brahim Diaz uh, played a little bit in Champions League, a few sub-appearances, a couple of games in the league off-bench at end of season. He's very highly rated. He's played for Spain under-21s. Uh, mm. There's him and there's Bursant Salina, who played for Ipswich last year and scored that screamer at Portman yeah. Road. Got, oh, yes. Got 7 in 32 for Ipswich. They're both at Man City. They're both attacking mids. He's got like 10 caps for Kosovo as well. He's a bit more experienced. Uh, yeah. But, they both look good players, but they would have to play in that size slash Hernandez role. Yeah, I think and one of, one of the things I was thinking when you were talking about that as well is again, Calvin Phillips at the moment would probably be a backup for that position. If you you know if you wanted to focus funds elsewhere, um, I, th- I think yeah, I think if City are going to loan out players like that I think they're going to want them to play in plenty of football so I don't know how much first team football we could guarantee them yeah well um, young attacking mids from Man City who it would be worth risking development to get we could always have a we could always ask about Phil Foden yeah get him in I'll uh, <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be happy if Phil Foden comes in yeah I, I, could, I can't see that happening because every time Guardiola gets asked about him he says he wants to keep him in first team squad yeah he's, he's a great young player I can't see him going anywhere. I, th- I think if he was to go out on loan, I I imagine at this point, I think if he was to go out on loan, he would be going to a Premier League team. Yeah. Um, 
I'd love it if we got it. Yeah. Uh, the the last one on the Man City list is a uh, Lucas Nemecha. He's a striker, but I think he can play as a wide forward as well, from what I've seen. A uh, couple of appearances off bench, came on for Jesus a couple of times because they didn't want to risk Aguero. Looked quick, strong, decent touch. England Youth International again, although he's, a, he's eligible for like four, he's like f- eligible for four different countries, I think. He's born in Germany and eligible for someone else, moved to England young and all of that stuff. But he's a, he looks a decent player. And I think because of the, he hadn't played that much first team football, I think you could get Nemecha and one of Hernandez or Vidra. Mm. And then you've got your two options for that central striker spot. Because Roof would be like back up to that and also back up to the wide players. Mm. I think, uh, I honestly can't say I've seen that much of him, but no. again, any, any, we, we need to search a look at strikers. I'd be willing to take a chance. Yeah. Uh, I say the bits I saw, they looked good, but it wasn't enough for me to form a full opinion. Yeah. Uh, the one that I would, uh, the one I would take above any of them right now is the first one on the Spurs list. But I don't think it'll happen because I think he's a bit too good to come to championship. But there has been legitimate newspaper talk about it from a few places. Uh, Juan Foyf. One of my favourite names in football. Yeah, uh, centre-back from Spurs, cost him £8 million last summer. Ball-playing centre-half, Argentinian. <laughs> it's all coming together. It look, I mean, I know that there's going to be paper talk about that because it just makes sense, doesn't it? Mm. But I would, I would love us to try and get him. I think he'd be a standout in this division. Yeah, we, we will desperately need at least one more sense back. Like, like I say, uh, if you're going to form a defence at the moment from our squad, I think you, you'd have Ailing, you'd have Janssen, and then a question mark for probably the left centre back. It'd probably um, go to Cooper, just basically based on, I think him and O'Connor are about the same, but he's left-footed. I was going to say, I'm happy to leave it as a question mark, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Um, we we need to look at, you know, I, I think that's something we des- desperately need. Um, I think he would be a very good addition. Yeah, uh, Spurs have got another centre-back that I wouldn't mind us getting as well, Cameron Carter-Vickers. Uh, had two loan spells in Championship last year, 17 games at Sheffield United, 14 for Ipswich. He's got five full caps for USA. Uh, he's, I think, he's still only about 20 as well. He's quite young. I, I, like the look, I like the look of him and from what I saw of him last season, uh, especially in that Sheffield United team, because he was there kind of... I think he was there kind of during that period when they went from being getting off to a good start to struggling. Mm. Um, he still looked... Fairly decent. Um, yeah, he again. He would. He'd be someone. It'd be quite nice to bring someone in who has that championship experience as well. At least he's pretty much got a season under his belt of championship football. Yeah. Uh, they've also got Josh Onama, who I think's a really good player. But because of the formation he's playing, I don't think we're going to need any centre mids in on well. Mm. Yeah, I think before before we look at any centre mids, I think we're going to have to look at shipping players out. Yeah. Uh, there's been there's a couple of because uh, Phil here mentioned something about he also has quite link quite good links at Arsenal uh, with some people he's worked with like there's a couple on that list like Gideon Zenlem and Joe Willock but they're both centre mids as well 
So I don't see them being up. But if, I, if the two that I picked out from just literally from just thinking about their squad and writing down players, uh, the two that I'd look at is uh, Eddie and Ketia. You know, the striker that scored two against Norwich in his debut. Yeah. Scored after about 15 seconds. He's really quick. Looks a decent finisher. Got two in three for England in the 21s. Obviously, we wouldn't get him and Nemecha. It'd be one of them. Yeah. Uh, and the one that it'd be a bit audacious because I think he played a little bit too much first-team football for us to get him. But if we're going to play with wide forwards, I'd love to. I'd love to try and get Reese Nelson. I I love Reese Nelson. I love the look of him. He, every time I've seen him, I just love to watch him. He'd be a great signing if that was at all possible. Yeah. Um. Hey, head and shoulders above our wingers I, I think at the moment and considering he's what 19 yeah I'd, I'd, I'd give a lot to have him in our team yeah. uh, who, very highly of the players that we've got now is there anyone that you think will really benefit from Bielsa like things I think Ali Oskil benefit from it a lot I think it could really help him and I, I'm not sure whether he'll, he'll... I think he'll start the season as one at wide forwards, but I could easily see him being one at wing-backs by the end of the season. Yeah, I think it gives him that bit of flexibility. Um, I think one of the things that did always impress us last season was Alioski's work rate and willingness to get back and help out defensively. Um, I think, yeah, if he can improve on his fitness a bit and be ready to play that wing-back role, I think he could play a big part this season. And like you say, it'd be interesting to see him working with Paul Shaw, who it's, you know, hopefully he can get into a position when he's not just having to track back because Lasaga couldn't be asked moving up front. Instead, he's going to be the focal point of a team where he's going to get a lot of touches during a game. You know, if he can improve on his passing accuracy a little bit, and his, you know, that little bit of movement off the ball you need as the holding midfielder. Um, I think it could really benefit him, and I already think he's a very good player. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm. I'm still. We've been talking about it for like an hour now, and I'm still not hundred percent sure that he's really his manager. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it is unbelievable that we've we've dared to dream, and it's actually paid off. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, just uh, just wait until we come back for pre-season, and we've just. You know, had our nice first trip and we've gone to Forest Green and got beat 5-0. Uh, I, you know, this is probably as good as it's going to get. We've been unbeaten since the last podcast. Admittedly <laughs> not playing any not playing any games, but that's just a technicality. Um, and, yeah, we've hired one of the biggest names in management there is. Yeah. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? On an oddly optimistic <laughs> note, we'll leave it. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure when we'll be back. Guess about... It's just over a month till that first friendly, so I'm going to guess just over a month. Uh, yeah, unless we have any more particularly big news, but... Unless, like, Bielsa quits and we get Big Sam. I think around that time... Oh, God, that, that's a horrible thought. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think by that time it'll be... Our one-year anniversary there or thereabouts. Aye. Uh, I'll just say it quickly, Casey. Uh, before, we'll do proper predictions, obviously, in pre-season. But as of right now, do you think it's going to work? Uh, yes. 
Wow, can right, I say right actually- now I am I'm confident <laughs> enough to say yes. So I'm sorry if I put the kiss of death on it. As of right now, I think we'll get in top six. I yes, I I think. I no, sod it. I, these aren't the official predictions. I'm going automatic promotion. I'm not yeah. being greedy. I'm not saying first, but I'm saying top two. Have you seen, by the way, with Bucky's, we've jumped up to third favourites for the league. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's a bit mental. It always is with Leeds. Yeah. But yeah, that'll do us for episode 25 at Mighty White's podcast. Uh, we're at Mighty White's pod on Twitter. We're at MightyWhite'sPodcast.com. The stuff we write goes up on Through It All Together, which is at T-H-I-U, it's all L-U-F-C on Twitter. Uh, it'll probably be a bit quiet with it for the minute because obviously it's the off-season. But we'll see what's going on. Uh, quick thing, KC, who's going to win the World Cup? Uh, you say quick thing. Uh, I was, I'd, I'd said Germany and then pulled out that performance today. So um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with it. I'm going to stick with Germany. I've, I reckon France and Griezmann top scorer, even though Ronaldo got a hat-trick in the first game, which does kind of... You lucky sod that you get the BBC coverage. And even ITV, like, the coverage out here is... It's horrendous. Our uh, the the daily highlight show is god awful. Is it really that bad? Uh, it's absolutely horrendous. It was such an odd combination of people. The the host is a guy called Fernando Fiore, who I'd never heard of. Who he he's not just he's trying to be energetic and enthusiastic. And all I want, I just want Gary Lineker asking Alan Hansen questions, and Alan Hansen's got diamond time again. That's all I want from my coverage. <laughs> but the, like with the bit, you know how it obviously cuts over to the game. You get the commentator, Jonathan Pierce or whoever it is, and then it cuts back to the studio. Yeah, it just shows you the highlights with the people in the studio chatting over the top of it, and it's an odd combination of this some bloke, Kelly Smith from the England women's team, Hernan Crespo, and Alexei Lalas, who Alexei Lalas is. Not the best. No, it should be said, but he—he's the go-to over here. However, between Kelly Smith and Hernan Crespo, that is, and Alexi Lalas for that matter, that is some beautiful hair. That is wonderful. <laughs> well, Hernan doesn't have the long flowing locks anymore, unfortunately. Oh, is it gone? Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, I don't know if you saw actually. Did you see the clip of Maradona not being allowed into the stadium? No, I saw the I saw the clip of him. Uh, let's phrase it as having hay fever. <laughs> <laughs> He's at uh, yeah. There's a clip of him at um, like at the security gates, and there's a number of people. You can't hear it, but what I'm assuming is going, boys. It's Diego Maradona. <laughs> Just let him in. <laughs> Security's like, nope. Have you got any idea on you? Like. It's funny. You just again, it's not even like in his shape he could climb over a fence or anything. No. Well, that aside, gone. I've already done plugs, so we'll call it there. Uh, thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you next season in a bit. Bye. Bye.